Good morning. And welcome on this last Sunday of Pentecost, also referred to as the Feast of Christ the King. And at this time, I invite everyone who is able to please stand and join in singing hymn 450, found in the blue hymnals.
Our service of Holy Eucharist Rite 2 continues on the front page of our service booklets. If you wish to follow in the prayer book, it begins on page 365. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. be with you. you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, whose will it is to restore all things in your well-beloved Son, the King of kings and Lord of lords, mercifully grant that the peoples of the earth, divided and enslaved by sin, may be freed and brought together under his most gracious rule who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. The first reading is from the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As shepherds seek out their flocks when they are among their scattered sheep, so I will seek out my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. 
I will bring them out from the peoples and gather them from the countries and will bring them into their own land. And I will feed them on the mountains of Israel, by the watercourses and in all the inhabited parts of the land. I will feed them with good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel shall be their pasture. There they shall lie down in good grazing land, and they shall feed on rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep, and I will make them lie down, says the Lord God. I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed, and I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. But the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with justice. Therefore says the Lord God to them, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you pushed with flank and shoulder and butted at all the weak animals with your horns until you scattered them far and wide, I will save my flock and they shall no longer be ravaged and I will judge between sheep and sheep. I will set up over them one shepherd my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Ephesians 1. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope 
to which he has called you? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe? According to the working of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our sequence or gospel hymn this morning is hymn 435, found in the blue hymnals. Please stand and join in singing hymn 435.
of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, you that are cursed, Depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king throughout all eternity. This old hymn is likely familiar to some of you. 
the stately, regal words make it easier, I think, to warm up to the idea that Christ is a king of some sort, even in our own very post-monarchical world. A testament to the power of good poetry, I suppose. And like all other good poetry, it points us to something true, even if it's hard to explain. An elusive aspect of our reality with Christ that simple prose just doesn't seem to grasp. Perhaps that's why worship and poetry are so well suited for each other. Neither of them quite care about what we understand rationally. They just put us in our place and offer us opportunities to wander and to wonder and to awe at our createdness. And speaking of createdness, it might surprise some of you to learn that today's feast of Christ the King is less than 100 years old. Pope Pius XI thought it was necessary to refocus the church's attention on the kingship of Jesus as Europe and the rest of the world reeled in the aftermath of the First World War. Because earthly kings and emperors and dictators had showcased the absolute corruption that accompanies absolute power, so the saying goes. But they were hardly the first to do that. Even the great kings of the Hebrew scriptures, David, Solomon, and the like, they're all well documented for having abused whatever authority was given to them. So seeing as the modern world that we live in has largely moved away from monarchy and towards some level of democracy, what use is it to our faithful discipleship of Christ to assign him a title associated with so much corruption? After listening to the readings this morning, you might have been surprised that we're not celebrating the Feast of the Good Shepherd because there's so much talk about sheep today. Ezekiel speaks on God's behalf, promising that his skinny, neglected, scattered sheep will not only be rescued and fed, but they will be vindicated. And that the well-fed sheep who have butted against the less fortunate and pushed them to the side, that those sheep would be destroyed. Gone are the days of lazy grazing in pastures that they took for granted. In our psalm, it begins by contemplating the bigness of God, also a king whose hands alone can hold all the caverns of the earth. And then it ends by reminding us that we, his sheep, are kept by those same mighty hands. And then Matthew. Difficult and direct as he is, Matthew reminds us that in the end there will be two groups, the sheep and the goats. And suffice it to say, we better hope that if Jesus has a name for us on the last day, that he calls us Lamb Chop and not Billy Goat, because it does not go so well for the goats. But I think that's a little bit of another sermon. 
But do you see what's happening, though, in these readings? There's a clear statement being made about God's kingly power. The power to rule, to judge, even to punish, but also to protect, also to care for. To be a mighty king, of course, but to be a perfect one, who is always and always and always a shepherd. It's the combination of these two traits, you see, that makes Christ different than the kings of our world. Even the best of them can't hold a candle to Jesus' kingship because not one of them would ever sacrifice themselves for their people. Worthy is the lamb that was slain, Scripture tells us, to receive power and glory and blessing. It all sounds quite upside down, doesn't it, this kingdom of Christ's? That's because it is. Matthew makes this perfectly plain for us today. Jesus, in all of his cosmic power, chooses to locate himself in the least of these. The same malnourished sheep that Ezekiel spoke of that have been pushed to the side, dignity ignored, needs denied. This is where the same king who will judge on the last day, this is where he lives today. And so, it would seem to me that the dual nature of this shepherd king would demand a kind of dual-natured worship. That we do our best to remember our place in the order of things, and to live as though we know that we are not God. True worship. But that we also do not turn away from the suffering of others. That seeking out the face of Jesus gives us strength to stay in it with those in need. Even when it's uncomfortable. Even when it may seem futile. Even when it's not fair. A reminder that through the water of baptism, our sharing in Christ's death and resurrection, and with the sustenance given to us at this table, week after week, time after time, that we are actually already turned from goats to sheep, because that's the good news. But Matthew also reminds us that there is a clear expectation of how we respond to that transformation. There is an expectation, friends. The king has spoken. Worship and service are the two sides of the same coin. <clears throat> what a supreme gift it is, though, to be allowed in all of our brokenness to approach the throne of such a king and offer this kind of worship. That same worship that will continually teach us the truth about this kingdom that we claim to want here and now, but might need to be convinced is what we really want. Because this kingdom is one where honor is found only in serving, where forgiveness is more valued than vengeance, and where true wealth can only be found in giving. Christ the King, 
The lamb that was slain has proven that he will not desert us, even when we fall asleep to the reality that we are the sheep of his hand. So awake, my soul, and sing to him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless king throughout all eternity. Amen. Please stand as you're able and join in affirming our faith with the words of the creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world. Grant, Almighty God, that all who confess your name may be united in your truth, live together in your love, and reveal your glory in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide the people of this land and of all the nations in the ways of justice and peace, that we may honor one another and serve the common good. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Give us all a reverence for the earth as your own creation, that we may use its resources rightly in the service of others and to your honor and glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless all whose lives are closely linked with ours and grant that we may serve Christ in them and love one another as he loves us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Comfort and heal all those who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. Give them courage and hope in their troubles and bring them the joy of your salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your mercy all who have died, that your will for them may be fulfilled. And we pray that we may share with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
In our parish cycle of prayer, we pray for Jean McCleary, the Reverend Andrew and Nancy Mead, and Matthew, Roxanne, Madeline, and Helena Melchiori. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In our diocesan cycle of prayer, we pray for St. Andrew's Little Compton and St. Andrew's School, Barrington. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And as we celebrate this final Sunday of Pentecost and pray for the reign of Christ to come, we pray for all who live in harm's way, especially those living in Gaza and Israel, those living in Ukraine, and whoever lives in this world where there is violence. Let us pray for peace, for the depths of peace that is shalom, that is God's peace for this world. O Lord, our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people in the multitude of your mercies. Look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls. And to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Please stand. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us greet one another with a sign of Christ's love for us. Good morning, everybody. I I suppose you can sit down. Uh, No big whoop. Um, I'm Ron Cowie, your lovely senior warden, and here are the quick announcements. There's not a whole lot going on this month, so this will be fast. Yeah, ha ha, that's not funny, Ron. Uh, First off, uh, the giving tree is right here, and if you want to bring your hats and gloves and mittens and all that stuff, we put that up and give it to the community market. Uh, That's very helpful. Uh, December 2nd is the Holiday Bazaar. That's this coming Saturday. Uh, And that's a big deal. And you might see some things. I don't know what's going on in the the, the fellowship hall. Could someone please explain to me what's happening? Someone. Hey, Nancy.
Thanks, Nancy. And uh, let's see. Also, thank you for everyone who showed up for the Stray Dog Thanksgiving. That was a lot of fun. It helped me, and I hope it helps someone else out there. We are good. Uh, the next community dinner or whatever is going to be Christmas Eve, uh, and more. Will, it, all are welcome and all that stuff. It's just a way to kind of simplify, and some people don't have anything to do on Christmas Eve, or some people do. In any case, uh, back to the ordination of Drake Douglas on the 9th at 4 p.m. That will be here. And it will be really cool. And I guess you got to click for your invitation or the uh, RSVP to the diocese. But I don't know if they'll kick us out if we just show up. I mean, I'm, I'm an old gate crasher myself. But I think they like to, you know, this is the Episcopal Church, so we'd like to have things just so. Um, but it's really great. We're really, really thrilled to um, have Drake and more about that later. Um, is there anything else I'm missing? Wednesday, Wednesday, Basket Brigade. Basket Brigade? Brigade, yes. Oh, okay. We have, so we have 200 baskets in the basement that need to come up and be brought into the church <laughs> and made ready for our bazaar on Saturday from 9 to 2. So if you are free at 9.30, I believe the time is, am I correct, Colleen? 9.30, we'll make our fire brigade line up the stairs and out. Um, it takes about, what, 30 minutes at the most and it's a lot of fun so the basket brigade is this wednesday um what else also please rsvp to the diocese i know he likes gate crashing but they're printing the booklets and if you want a booklet you better be on the list so um that's why we need that rsvp okay i know yes Also, one final note, thank you to everyone who made last week so wonderful from start to finish, whether it be the 8 o'clock coffee hour to our service with Congregation Beth David to coffee hour that was magnificent last week. If you missed last week's coffee hour, you missed the coffee hour of coffee hours. Uh, and all the way through to everyone who helped with the community markets, Thanksgiving uh, market. Everything went beautifully and perfectly. As Rabbi said to me, last week's service was 99.9% .9 perfection. So I asked him, well, what was the point? Oh, 1% off. He goes, oh, that was the fact that I preached. So that was his thought on it. Uh, we did raise $850 for the um, Sandra Bornstein Holocaust Center here in Providence. They'll be receiving a check from us a note sometime this week. So again, thank you to everyone for your generosity and your help for a most wonderful Sunday last week. And on that note, walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
Our service continues with Eucharistic Prayer C. For those following in the prayer book, it begins on page 369. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever and ever. At your command, all things came to be the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses and this fragile earth, our island home. By your will, they were created and have their being. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Have mercy, Lord, for we are sinners in your sight. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood he reconciled us, by his wounds we are healed, and therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending hymn. have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving, 
we celebrate his death and resurrection as we await the day of his coming. Lord God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God of our mothers, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Risen Lord, be known to us in the breaking of the bread. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ, our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast. Alleluia. The gifts of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving.
Let us pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you have graciously accepted us as living members of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. And you have fed us with spiritual food in the sacrament of his body and blood. Send us now into the world in peace and grant us strength and courage to love and serve you with gladness and singleness of heart. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. We stand as you're able and join in singing hymn 494. <laughs> 